baby. Welcome. We are brought to you today by none other than baby carrots. Regular carrots for a long time were your only carrot option. I don't know if you've seen what a regular carrot looks like. Pretty gross. Way too long. They're upwards of nine to 13 inches. And um, you do your own joke on that one. It's too easy. It's too obvious. But that's how big they are. And they are gross. A real carrot is covered in dirt. It's covered in roots. Some parts of it aren't even orange. It's got skin. Parts of a real carrot look like your grandma's elbow. That's the kind of skin it's got on it. And people somewhere along the way recognize these are too big. People don't like these. They don't like the shape. And now we have baby carrots. And baby carrots are all natural. You can tell by the fact that they are perfectly shaped like giant Tic Tacs. That's how you know it's a very natural product because what kind of vegetable that grows in nature isn't perfectly shaped and identical Every single time, every single copy in the form of a giant Mike and Ike shape. That's how they're so real and orange and for you and much easier to eat and snack. They make carrots accessible for everyone. I have been eating baby carrots for years and I can't even stress how much they've made a difference in my carrot assumption. They actually cured my eyes. I was blind a week ago and then I started eating baby carrots and now I can see through trees, walls, and I know where every squirrel in my neighborhood is because I can see through the forest. So get your baby carrots today, www.babycarrots.com. Actually, it's .nz because it is a New Zealand website uh, forward slash Nesson for 97.9% off your next baby carrot purchase flown all the way in from New Zealand. We'll take up to 20 to 30 business days for shipping, but order today, and they could be here before Halloween. Let's get into this episode of Nessin' Around. Na, 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 na. Hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. I've had that one in my head all day. Someone's got to go goodbye. That's all I know. When I got that in my head, someone's got to go goodbye. And uh, um, that's I haven't been able to shake it out of my head. They always say, just sing a bit from the song and it'll leave your head. Oh, I've been singing it all day. And I don't even know any other part of that song. I don't know the other lyrics. I think nobody does. We only know the chorus. Na, 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 na. Hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. Lyrical genius. I don't know how you even write down the words na 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 and somebody puts that into instrumental and makes it into a masterpiece na 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 right think about that creative decision how are we going to do the nanas in the song na 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 we got to see a documentary behind the music on that um cuz i'm fascinated na 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 now am i deflecting yes are we late with the podcast this week yes i'm sorry okay we're 2 days late We're two days late. Should have been a Monday episode. Should have been a Tuesday episode. We're sitting here on Wednesday, and you guys are going, what the fuck's going on? Where is this guy? Is he dead in the heat wave? That was a possibility. Is he, has he been kidnapped? Also a possibility, although I'm getting a little old. I don't know what you would want with a 30-year-old white dude. There's not a lot of market value to just, no one is trafficking 30-year-old white guys around, huh? What are you going to trade me for? 
an old Nintendo 64? Maybe. Maybe. There are no shipping containers filled with a bunch of Brad's, Steven's, Todd's, and Eric's that are getting sold somewhere. Although, actually, if you're in North Korea and you were looking for slaves, we would be a good bunch. I think we'd be a good pick. Now, I would not want to be a slave in North Korea, just FYI. It's not really my dream. But if you were recruiting, that's pretty good. Maybe that is what you know you kidnap a guy for. I don't know. But anyway, I'm here and I'm okay. And thank you to everyone who checked in on me, which was zero people. I could have been injured. I could have been hurt. I could be sitting underneath a waterfall right now. Nobody even checked. So that hurts, but we're back. Okay, now a couple things to recap. First of all, I know it's a couple days, but happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there, all the fathers who know their fathers, all the fathers who found out that they're fathers, and all the fathers who had a father, know a father, have a father, leave a father, need a father, take a father, you mother father. Happy Father's Day, and shout out to everyone who was able to find an old picture of their dad and post it on social media, because nothing means more to that man more. That man, your father, struggled to raise you, to even put food on the table. Dads always have some job that doesn't exist anymore. He was a janitor in a coal mine. Dads always have some occupation that is so elusive. All you know that is that your dad works, but you wouldn't even be able to point out on a map where it is, or you wouldn't even be able to describe what his day is like. But he did it. He lived all those days, and he scrunched away a couple pennies here and there so that he could have you, a child, and raise you. And he thought for a long time that it would never pay off, that there would never even be a recognition of how hard it was. And then one day, you post an old photo on Instagram, and you and it says, that's my dad. And he goes, it's all worth it. It's all worth it. I'm getting the recognition I finally deserve. There's an old picture of me with my mustache. Wow. Look at that. So shout out to all the dads, all the DILFs, as I like to say, that were up on uh, the interweb over this weekend, this past weekend. And I hope you did something nice. You know, dads really, now a lot of them don't really want anything for Father's Day. I get it, right? Mother's Day goes without saying, much different holiday. Mother's Day is very much like, you know, there's flowers. You've got to be having dinner. you got to be, there's a lot of love. you got to be showing love. You got to be, it's got to be like a little emotional, right? But Father's Day is a little bit more just like we're doing this because there was a Mother's Day. (laughs) That's how you can tell. That's why Father's Day is like, what, two months after Mother's Day? Because you can tell when they first started doing Mother's Day, no one even thought about Father's Day. It was months later and then they're like, oh shit, dude, what about these dads out here? We'll give them something. I think dads really just want alone time. That's what they want. Now, deep down, deep down. Dads have emotion. Deep down, dads have that secret, you know, dad emotion that only comes out. It comes out at graduations. It comes out um, at large accomplishments. And it comes out when you score a goal. That's when dad emotions come out. In other words, otherwise, it's just, it's not there. It's all just a rock, right? But moms, moms have that mom emotion all the time. The mom, mom cries for you when you figure out how to tie your shoe, the first day of school, when you get a good grade. Moms always give you that mom love, the mom emotion. 
And the data motion is harder to come by. That's why you think maybe it's not there, but it is. It's deep down. And that's how you know. Oh, and weddings too. That's the other time you see a dad cry. In fact, weddings, I purposely look around at the men because I go, this is the only time I'll be able to see that man with tears in his eyes. And I want to see it. I just want to see. When you see a man tear up that you could never even comprehend showing emotion, it's really a remarkable thing. Really remarkable. And um, it's like a rare moment. It's a triple rainbow. And you go, remember that. That's what he looks like when he cries because you'll never see it again, man. you never see it again. And I think it comes out even harder for me because we have to squish it down the whole time that when we finally get something like a wedding and we're even a lot, that's what it is. It's like as soon as the door opens a little bit, like a wedding or something, and even one tear gets out, your brain suddenly goes like, oh, fuck, all the emotion, everything that we've held in, get it out now, get it out. That's why I think men cry a little bit more at those things. So that's what I'm trying to say is happy Father's Day, even though it's late now. I know, I know, but happy Father's Day to the fathers. I hope you guys did something fun. We went golfing. We do every year. My brother and I, my brother-in-law, my father, we go golfing and it's frustrating for me because I am by far the worst golfer in the group and you don't want to be that guy. I'm good enough at least that I can keep up, that I'm not a liability that's holding up the group, but not good enough where anyone wants me on their team. Dude, I don't win anything. I don't win any holes. Even when I have a good hole, and a good hole for me is actually getting par. That's a good hole for me at this point. Is it's always on a hole where everyone else like birdies or everyone else gets pars. So I've accepted my my role and I've accepted my state with golfing because it is one of those sports that will drive you fucking crazy. Golf will make you lose your mind. The only way, the honestly, the only way I believe to not lose your mind golfing is to 100% not give a shit. That is the only thing you can do. Now, you care about the shot, but overall, you cannot care about your score. You can't care about shanking it because you will go insane. There's like literally a hundred people, let's say actually a thousand people in the world who can actually control their golf shots and actually feel like in that sense, I bet they actually have fun. And then there's the rest of us who just get lucky. Some of us even have really nice swings and we just try to get lucky and make contact at contact and make something happen. And dude, it is so fucking frustrating. I hit like, you know, because I hit a good shot, right? And then I go, oh, well, I'm good. I still got it in me. And then the next shot, horrendous. And you go, why am I even doing this shit? What is this? So it's one of those sports, man. It's so strange. It can really drive you crazy if you let it. And uh, you also have to be a certain level of proficiency with golf to even start to enjoy it. Like there's such a hurdle to even do it. Because otherwise you can't, if you're hitting it 10 yards or you're, you know, you're just sculling every shot. It's not fun at all. So Oh God, you got to be good enough to hang in there and not so bad that um, everyone wants to kill you in the group. But uh, yeah, we did that 36 holes. That's too much for me. I don't golf that much anymore. I used to when I was 15, 14. Those were my prime golf years where I was putting time into it in a sense where I thought if I actually get good enough at this, I could go somewhere. 
right? Because I don't care who you are. When you're a kid doing any athletic endeavor, there's a part of you and there's a moment in time where whatever it is, you think out of pure naivety, you just think, hey, man, I have a chance. If I really dedicate myself to this, I think I can go pro, right? And even if that is just for one day, you believe that. Or it could be years. It could be everybody has that thought at one point, right? And then eventually it goes away for like everyone except for the one person who it works out for. But yeah, when I was like 15, 14, man, I was taking it serious. I was out there practicing and stuff. But you know what? It actually, and I was probably a better golfer then than I am now just because of how much I was practicing and everything. But you know what? It sucked. Even though I was better, I didn't have as much fun because I took it so serious. I was actually cared about my score. I remember genuinely caring about getting a par, genuinely caring about getting a good score. And uh, yeah, I feel the weight lifted off my shoulders that I don't care anymore. Now I can go out there and just have fun. So maybe, you know what? That's your motivational message of the day is stop caring. Whatever, hey, whatever you're trying to accomplish in life, stop caring if you accomplish it or not. Give up. Give up. Get up and still do the thing and just go, I don't even care. I don't care. I wonder if that would actually work. That would be hilarious. In a weird way, it might because you might kind of get out of your own way. But then again, you could get in your you could then also get in your own way, which is starting to do and crack. So it's one of those. I don't know, dude. You figure it out, okay? Oh, although I could use, I gotta be honest, man. I could use some motivation this week. It's just one of those weeks where I don't know, there's ebbs and flows in life with momentum. And some weeks you feel like you're getting things done, you're making progress, you're pushing through. And then I feel like there's other weeks that's just kind of a lull. That's how I feel this week. I just can't get momentum with anything. My runs are like, okay. Right. Um, I'm late. We, we missed two days with the podcast cause I was kidnapped. I was being trafficked. So, uh, yeah, just trying to get back on the horse here, man. Get some momentum, get the ball rolling, watch some Tony Robbins videos. You got to clap your hands. That's what I love. I love those Tony Robbins videos. Come on. You got to get up. You got to change your state. Okay. Get your, look at my giant fucking hands. You think that I could, you think that I would be as this successful if I didn't have these giant hands? Come on. Come on. <laughs> Dude, I got to be honest. I love Tony Robbins. I think that his videos are awesome. I think that he's mastered what he does with motivational speak and motivational speak and motivational, you know, speaking. And I actually think that's, that's such a hard thing to genuinely be good at because it's so easy to come come across corny, right? We've all seen that guy. I would say 99% of motivational speakers, it's just shit, right? It's the same shit over and over again. Half the time they haven't even accomplished anything and now they're telling you how to accomplish your goals, right? You have you guys ever seen that Ty Lopez guy? The guy that's like, here in my garage. <laughs> Dude, I saw a video of him. Where some guy, he agrees to debate someone who doesn't believe in him, which is foolish on his side, because he knows he's running a scam. And this guy, you know, Ty Lopez is all about, well, I know how to do real estate, sign up for my thing. And this guy asks him for a cap rate, which I guess is a basic real estate ratio that anyone who's investing in it would understand. And uh, he goes, Ty, what's a cap rate? And you can see, (laughs) all of a sudden, you can see Ty Lopez... 
this guy is like, listen, I, I'm not even going to get into it. He's like, no, Ty, you said you're the guru. You're teaching real estate courses. What's a cap rate? And then he goes, it's like, he's like, yeah, it's EOI. So then he just tries to hit back with another basic acronym that he knows regarding investing. And this guy's like, no. So that's what most of these motivation, most of these guys are, you know, it's all, as they say, it's all sizzle, no steak. And Tony Robbins has found a way, as far as I'm concerned, with toting that line, but also having enough substance, I would say. And he comes across pretty genuine. And even though some of the stuff that he says is pretty cliche, as far as these motivational guys go, I don't know. I watch his videos and I go, this guy, there's something here. He actually has figured something out. So um, I guess happy Father's Day to Tony Robbins. (laughs) What the fuck? Yeah, that's what this episode, yo, happy Father's Day to Tony Robbins. That's what it's all about, right? Here's what would suck though, is his son. That sucks, man. Your dad is the biggest motivational speaker in the world. And his son now is trying to be a motivational, well, sorry, the way that I said that is like, he's just picking it up, which is rude. He is a motivational speaker, but he lives in such you know, this giant, uh, the shadow of my giant hands. The shadow of my giant Tony Robin hands. You don't have a chance. Even if you're really good, you know? I always feel bad for people like that. That are genuinely, you know, let's let's imagine that he's genuinely interested in it. And his dad is the biggest motivational speaker in the world. It's just like, there's there is something nice to not having to be... In that shadow, but they just follow the same foot. Like for me, there's no one in my family who's ever done entertainment. As far as I know, I got to do ancestry.ca and I would love to find out if there was like some dude back in Norway who was uh, like, uh, would do a unicycle shit. I don't know. I don't know. But anyone that I know in my family, nobody has even been involved or done anything with entertainment. And as scary as that can be, because there, there's nobody in your family that can tell you or even really give you advice or help you, but they can support you. And that's what they do. Um, it's nice to not have to like, dude, if my dad was a stand-up comic and then I, and imagine he was huge, like a huge stand-up comic. And then I started doing stand-up comedy. I don't know. It takes away some of the sparkle to me, you know? Cause when you do something like that and you're the first one, I mean, it's met with fear by your family. Cause they're going, you're going <laughs> to, there's no way you can make a career, just odds wise or whatever. But it's but it is met with like, oh, you're doing something different. You're doing something cool. That's kind of neat. Cause it is a very strange path, right? But then imagine like being like, hey, I want to be um, you know, the world, I want to be a unicycler, like a professional unicycler. And then your dad is already the best. Your dad is like Tony Unicycle. He's the number people hire him for corporate events, people hire him for birthday parties, as the premier unicycle rider in the world, people will be like, we're proud of you, but it's not new. It's not unique. I guess it comes down to an identity thing. It's not a unique thing to you anymore. In fact, you'll never be as big as your dad. You'll never be. What an incredible way to to, to tie this all in a bow, right? So I think the theme here, the theme if we recap And if we really think about today is the theme is happy Father's Day to your father. 
And happy Father's Day to Tony Robbins. And also know you're never going to be as good as your dad. You'll never. He's stronger than you. He's smarter than you. He's older than you. And he's better than you. So that's why you better That's why you better call your dad again this week and say, Happy Extra Father's Day. I'll never be as good. You're half the man. Okay? Your dad used to figure out how to drive places without a maps app on his phone. Your dad used to read a map, dude. Think about that shit. You ever think you're as smart as your dad? Your dad used to know how to read a map. Okay? Your dad knows how to kill any bug in the house with his bare hands. He'll punch a bug. He knows which bugs to punch, which bugs to stomp, which bugs to kick. Your dad could change out a toilet in a day with a wrench. You don't know how to do any of that shit. So shout out to your dads and um, congrats to you too. And maybe some of you found out that you are a dad. And um, just know... It's an amazing journey. I'm proud of you, and you'll never be as good a dad as your dad. That's it for today. See you later. Goodbye. Oh, baby. Welcome. We are brought to you today by none other than baby carrots. Regular carrots for a long time were your only carrot option. I don't know if you've seen what a regular carrot looks like. Pretty gross. Way too long. They're upwards of nine. 13 inches and um, you do your own joke on that one it's too easy it's too obvious but that's how big they are and they are gross a real carrot is covered in dirt it's covered in roots some parts of it aren't even orange it's got skin parts of a real carrot look like your grandma's elbow that's the kind of skin it's got on it and people somewhere along the way recognize these are too big people don't like these they don't like the shape and now we have baby carrots and baby carrots are all natural you can tell by the fact that they are perfectly shaped like giant tic tacs that's how you know it's a very natural product because what kind of vegetable that grows in nature isn't perfectly shaped and identical every single time every single copy in the form of a giant mike and ike shape That's how they're so real and orange and for you and much easier to eat and snack. They make carrots accessible for everyone. I have been eating baby carrots for years and I can't even stress how much they've made a difference in my carrot assumption. They actually cured my eyes. I was blind a week ago and then I started eating baby carrots and now I can see through trees, walls, and I know where every squirrel in my neighborhood is because I can see through the forest. So get your baby carrots today, www.babycarrots.com. Actually, it's .nz because it is a New Zealand website uh, forward slash Nesson for 97.9% off your next baby carrot purchase. Flown all the way in from New Zealand. We'll take up to 20 to 30 business days for shipping, but order today, and they could be here before Halloween. Let's get into this episode of Ness and Aram.